Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Chapter 10, Grandma's Story. Come here, children, Grandma Adams said, reaching out from her bed. Dee Dee and Jenny approached Grandma Adams slowly. Dee Dee's hair was full of cobwebs, and Jenny was black from head to foot from coal dust. Have you been having fun exploring this old house? Grandma asked. She chuckled and brushed the cobwebs from Dee Dee's hair. Dee Dee grinned and nodded. This house doesn't give up its secrets easily, but we learned a thing or two about it. Such as, Grandma raised one eyebrow. We found your diary, Jenny said. I hope you don't mind us looking at it. Diary, Grandma said. I don't remember having a... Ah, yes, she smiled slowly, remembering. That was a really long time ago. We were trying to find out the truth about Captain Morgan, Dee Dee said. And did you, Grandma asked. Dee Dee told Grandma about finding the hidden passageway and following it to Captain Morgan's room. And we found your initials and those of others in the passageway, Jenny said. Those other initials were there a long time before you were born, said Grandma. The man who owned the boarding house before my daddy, Hanson, I think his name was, used it to hide runaway slaves before the war between the states. That's the Civil War, I think you call it. Dee Dee nudged Jenny. I told you. Is that how your daddy snuck Captain Morgan in and out of the boarding house, Jenny asked. Grandma nodded. I would use that passageway to visit him every night. That is, until he left us that night in August. Oh, you mean the night he was killed, Dee Dee said? Killed? Goodness, no, Grandma laughed. My daddy would come in and read to him from the Bible every night, and every night after daddy left, Captain Morgan would ask me about what daddy had read. One night we were talking about John, chapter 3, where Jesus told Nicodemus that he must be born again. I was explaining it to Captain Morgan when he up and let out a wail. I thought he hurt himself, but then he started crying. I asked him what was the matter. Abigail, he said to me, I am not the man I need to be. Those words cut through me like a sword. Dee Dee looked at Jenny. The sword of the spirit, Dee Dee said. Now I know what Mrs. Shue meant. That's how the Bible is like a sword. Captain Morgan decided right then and there to give himself over entirely to Jesus, Grandma continued. We went downstairs and woke Daddy up. Daddy and two of his deacons took Captain Morgan down to the river. And drowned him? Jenny asked weakly. No, baptized him, child. They put that mean old man under the water and his meanness just washed on down to the ocean. The man who came up out of the water belonged to Jesus. That's what you meant when you said that he was with Jesus, Dee Dee said. But what happened to him after that? I found his trunk up in the attic. And I found Henry down in the base, uh, cellar, Jenny said. Grandma laughed. Oh, Henry, how I loved that car. Captain Morgan left that night and headed back to Mississippi to do what he could for that family he had hurt so badly years before. He said he was a new man, and he didn't want anything to do with the things that belonged to the old man, the mean old man that was washed down the river. So in a sense, the old Captain Morgan was washed away down the river, Dee Dee said. Grandma nodded. Captain Morgan didn't have any money to pay Daddy for putting him up and taking care of him for so long. So when he left, he gave Daddy his brand new Model T Ford. In those days, if a black man was seen with something as nice as a new car, he would be beaten or worse. Daddy and his deacons moved the car into the cellar to protect it and to hide it. He never got around to taking it out. Grandma leaned back in her bed and sighed. I really loved that car. Dee Dee looked at her grandmother, then at Jenny. There's one more mystery that hasn't been solved. What happened to the family Bible? Jenny winked. Ask your brother. Everyone turned and looked at Marcus, who stood in the doorway. 
Marcus got red and shook his head. Why is everyone looking at me, he asked. Jenny grinned. You left for your errand, then came back and took the Bible when Dee Dee and I walked out to the car. What are you talking about, Marcus answered, trying to look innocent. Then you took it down to the cellar. I mean, basement, Jenny said. I what? And you did something to it down there, Jenny said. Marcus looked at Jenny, then Dee Dee, then his mother and grandmother. Tell the truth, Marcus, Mrs. Adams said. Marcus paused, then exhaled loudly. All right, you caught me. Dee Dee, Jenny, you two detectives are too smart for your own good. He stepped out of the room into the hallway. After a minute, he came back with something in his hands. It was a wooden box that had been trimmed in copper foil. Marcus carried it over to Grandma and held it as if it were a treasure. As Grandma looked at it, sure enough, on the cover it said, Family Treasure in Copper. Grandma took the box from Marcus and held it in her lap. She opened it carefully. Inside was the family Bible. Everyone was so worried about it getting damaged, Marcus said quietly. I wanted to do something to protect it. I wanted it to be a surprise. Grandma Adams looked down at the Bible, then up at Marcus. You're a jewel, Marcus, she said, cupping her hands around his face and kissing him. Imagine that, Jenny said to Dee Dee. What? Dee Dee asked. Swords are used to protect people, she said. Marcus found a way to protect this sword. After all the Bible has done for my family, don't you think it deserves a little protection? Dee Dee answered. Jenny smiled. You're right. I'm so glad you invited me to stay here with you, Dee Dee. This has been about the most interesting weekend of my life. You don't think there are any more mysteries in this house, do you? Dee Dee didn't answer. She turned and looked at her grandmother. Grandma Adams just smiled. I don't suppose you two have learned everything about this house yet. Now Dee Dee smiled as she turned to Jenny. Here we go again. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 7, The Clue in the Secret Passage, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.